going on, everybody. So, this <coughs> is, uh, kind of one of those episodes where you don't really know what you're going to do, where you're going to go, this kind of thing. Um, There's a lot of uh, areas in which we can go. And uh, it's, it's kind of one of those things where you You know, honestly, when it comes to self-help or spirituality or whatever it is that we're doing for these episodes, and when you're doing this stuff, you often don't know where to go, where to begin, what it looks, what it looks like to get it done successfully. Um, for instance, a good example is meditation. Right? How do you meditate successfully? Is a good example. You may not know how to do that, right? You may have my examples uh, of how to do that. If I give you an examples, but how do you know that you're doing this right? How do you know you're doing life right? And I don't mean doing life right. Is in like there's one right way and one, and every other right way is wrong. <clears throat> this kind of thing. There's only one right way. This kind of stuff. It's more like. Um, are you doing it in a way that creates less difficulty for yourself and others? You know, this is this is why I do what I do because it's so easy to give instructions when it comes to anything, meditation spirituality, whatever it is, um, sit by yourself for 30 minutes and just become aware of your breathing. That's so simple to do. It's one of the simplest things you can tell somebody how to do, what to do. But you might be thinking to yourself, okay, that sounds wonderful and everything, but like how this at work like what am I supposed to feel when I'm doing that am I supposed to be peaceful am I supposed to be angry and whatever it is right um you know, what am I trying to achieve by doing this thing what I'm doing and Most of the time, what I find is that these questions aren't answered within these communities. Um, they just give you like these simplistic instructions like, oh, breathe in for seven seconds, breathe out for five seconds, whatever it is, right? 
nothing wrong with those instructions, nothing wrong with those techniques, but they're not really giving you, because the problem that you're going to be facing is, <clears throat> there's a couple problems that you're, you're going to be facing. One is that you may have a very different temperament than the teacher of this meditation or the teacher of this uh, technique, whatever that technique is. It could be my, one of my techniques, whatever it is, right? And so, you would have this, you might have this thought in your head, like, am I doing this right? How is this supposed to look? And things like this. Um, and you can, there's several directions you can go with that. Several different, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Several positions that you can take or that your instructor can take, right? Which is... Oh, A. This is a very rigid, strict thing. Like, we're supposed to get... You're supposed to do it in this precise, exact kind of way. Um... Where it's like one, do this, two, do this, you know, things like this, right? Um, or it could be something like B, where it's like not as strict, but still very much rigid. Like it has to be done in this precise kind of way, things like this, right? Nothing wrong with that if that's what you want to go with for, and if that's if that's what you want to end up doing. But what I find is that this kind of uh, instruction is probably one major problem, which is you, your experience of life. Your understandings of life is very, very different than this person, you know. You know especially, if, especially if you're talking like enlightenment or meditation type teachings. Um, most people haven't been raised to meditate from, from the beginning of their lives and things like this. And so it may do for you to have this very rigid set of instructions where it's like, you know, one, do this, two, do this, you know, things like this, but it may not. You know, it just, just depends on, honestly, it depends on you. This is why I try to be very specific with episodes as much as possible because a lot of this is very much dependent on you, your experience, 
with this technique. Uh, you know, things like this. And so, you know, because of that, you have Um, you'll have different reactions than this person who's giving you this teaching. This could be based on your spiral dynamics level. This could be based on many different, many different things. Um, You know, this is why I don't think that, like, one size fits all. When people tell you, like, oh, the key to enlightenment and, and having no suffering is to meditate all day, this kind of thing, right? Become a monk, become a ascetic, and this kind of stuff, right? Because I don't think that's something that can fit every single person. In fact, I think most people wouldn't be able to fit it, be able to do it because of the very nature of their life. Um, you know, our lives are based on habits, habits from the past, you know, mental formation. And so, if you haven't grown up in a rigid lifestyle where it's like very simple and do this and do that and this kind of thing, being a meditator, being a monk for 24-7 may not fit you in that situation with that path. So, a lot of this has to be based on you, on your experience. You know, the phrase, don't knock it till you cry, is sort of a phrase that we could use in this situation, right? If you haven't, you know, meditated 24-7 like a monk or whatever, live like a monk this way. You don't knock it till you try it. Maybe you'll try it and you'll like it. Maybe you'll try it and you, you'll hate it. Um, but at the same time, you, you may try it and you may not like it, but you may find that um, if you do it long enough, you get used to it. You get used to being able to do it.
so it builds more discipline discipline by doing it. So the phrase "don't knock it till you try it" is kind of thing, right? Um, but at the same time, like if you only you know do what your guru says or what your your whatever it is says, you may find that it makes sense but it doesn't feel right experientially it doesn't seem to work for you experientially <clears throat> because it's you know not a fit for you for whatever reason that could be my episode as well right So it should, it, it's always about you. This is why it's important to become aware of what is happening within yourself subjectively. You know, when you meditate for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, what does that do? How does that make you feel? What does that look like? This kind of thing. Would you be able to do it for an hour, two hours, three hours, four hours? You know, this kind of thing, right? Um, and so, really what i come to understand with a lot of this is that it's really about learning to become... familiar with how you operate you'll become familiar like what happens when you do X or when X happens or whatever it is right um, and if you if you don't do it this way there's nothing wrong with doing it that and a different way but what I find is that if you don't do it this way if you just do it like you know, because typically what I find is that you'll have uh, this mindset this idea that like, you have to do it exactly the way it was set to you and this kind of thing um, but typically what I find is that if you do it in this way you'll find that like becomes very incompatible um, so literally you have to learn how to become aware of what's happening within you when you're doing these kinds of things what are you trying to achieve by doing this and that's you have to become very aware of what you want you have to become very aware of your values and your or your principles or whatever it is when you're doing these things before you do these things right and once you figure that out you have to become aware of of um what 
this this particular technique or understanding or whatever this is doing for you. And so you have to become aware like by asking yourself questions like when I do this or after I do this, how do I feel? Whatever it is, right? Things like this, right? What do I how do I think? Am I more stressed, less stressed, you know, whatever it is, right? Am I more rigid, dogmatic, or am I less? Whatever it is. What am I trying to achieve by doing this? Have I achieved it? Things like this. And what I find if is that if you're not doing this, when you're doing any kind of technique and you're kind of understanding whatever it is, you aren't able to maximize the usefulness of the technique. Um, so, for instance, meditation, right? Some people say, well, with meditation, there shouldn't be a goal or technique or a, or a uh, thing you're trying to achieve or whatever it is, right? We can get into that and whatnot, but even so, there's something that you're trying to do with this stuff, right? And so, with meditation, there is a, a sort of list of things that you're doing. And so, maybe with this, it's not necessarily about what you're trying to achieve, like peace or calm or whatever it is, but like, what do these particular meditation techniques do? To me, you know, emotionally, physically, uh, whatever it is, right? And by asking questions like this and becoming aware of the answer, you become aware of what different techniques do and this kind of stuff. You know, because if you're kind of starting out with this stuff spirituality, self-improvement, whatever it is, you're not really going to know what you're trying to achieve. You're not really going to even know, like, what technique is better or worse or whatever it is. And so, the, um, so if you're starting, you're going to be unsure of, of what you're actually achieving by doing this. You might have some ideals and this kind of thing, but when you're first starting, you don't really have any true achievable uh, specific goals. It's very sort of general in this kind of way. And so in that kind of point in time, what you're looking for is what do these particular techniques do? And you can go deeper as well if you want. Like, why do they do this and things like this? And so you could become very aware of, like, what's causing, what's causing that. Um, you know, but by, by becoming aware of you know, what these techniques are doing, you can start to 
differentiate like oh well this technique didn't work and this technique did work and this kind of stuff so you know if you're not doing this you're not really getting any very good use out of whatever it is you're doing nothing wrong with doing it in this way or you're not doing this but you're just not going to be able to get as much use out of what you do in your life with your techniques and your practices and your thoughts whatever it is that you're trying to do so the goal is awareness this is going to help you to become more aware of not only help you become more aware of like what techniques work and what techniques don't work so you can choose the ones that are more compatible for you and this kind of stuff but it also st strengthens your awareness for over time by doing this that also does something for you as well that you can become aware of We can focus on that later. For now, we're just kind of getting started with this, right? So we're looking for what these certain techniques that we're doing, we're, we're looking for what they actually are doing for you. Yeah, because imagine it this way, like imagine you are given like a list of techniques to do, like nine techniques. These are the bona fide official techniques that you must use every day to become enlightened, right? But then you find like three months later, six months later, that one of these techniques don't seem to work, work very well, but the others do, you know, whatever it is. You wasted you know, six months of your life on this one technique that just that doesn't do anything that doesn't work for you and so this is why it's important to kind of do this to become aware of what's happening before and after you do a technique or before you and after you do it literally anything <clears throat> It's not even, this isn't even just about spirituality or meditation or whatever it is. It could be literally about anything like, you know, what happens when you eat a lot of sugar, right? Um, for, for instance, that's not necessarily a spiritual technique or an understanding, but like, by becoming aware of what happens when you eat a lot of sugar, what that, what the more before and after sort of awareness snapshot, if you will, you by having those, by by you, um, by finding more and more of those snapshots, you start to be, gain a bigger picture. Like, oh, this is what the sugar does. This is why, and this kind of thing, right? This is what you need. This is what helps you to uh, 
do whatever it is you're doing. You don't do what you do because in most cases, I would say, you, you, you don't continue doing what you do because of a rigid set of rules or a rigid rule book or whatever it is. You continue doing doing what you do. And I'm talking about continuing as in like years and years and years or months and months and months, right? You continue doing what whatever it is you're doing because it feels right. It feels normal, useful, whatever it is, right? And so with this kind of knowledge over, you know, doing this over years and, uh, you know, next couple of years, if you haven't done this already, but over doing this for the next couple of years, you start to build a sort of knowledge base, a sort of library of things to do and not to do. Like, oh, this doesn't work for me. This causes me to have more anxiety, whatever it is, right? Like, what happens if I calendar block? Like, um, for some people, calendar blocking is good. It works, for, it works for them. It helps them. For some people, it's too much work. It's too much stress to do this. This is what I'm, this is how you come to understand. This is how do you come to, you come to maximize your uh, your time. In my opinion, this is what it requires. You know, a lot of the time people will look to the science or the most uh, what's the word I'd look for? Like people will look to words like science were like commonly you know the most common techniques this kind of thing like for instance what I mean by this is like people will look so there's there's two ways to approach things right one is by well there's more than two but to give an example I think one is to look for the scientifically validated way of doing things psychology-wise, whatever it is, right? Number two is to do something different, which is to do whatever it is you do, techniques, whatever it is, and, and, and as well as doing what I'm telling you to do, which is become aware of like what's happening before and after, whatever it is, right? And you might find, surprisingly, that the... The things that are scientifically validated might not actually work for you. They might work for you, but they might not. You know, this kind of thing, right? Um, and so we're, you know, what I'm trying to do here, what I'm trying to get you into doing more of for yourself is 
building self-knowledge, the ability to become aware of, of something and the benefits of this to yourself, the costs of it to yourself, whatever it is, right? And by doing this over years and years, you, you become more able to, you become more confident about the thing you're going to do. Because you now know what works for you and what doesn't. Somebody, somebody might tell you like, oh, you shouldn't do that thing that's weird or whatever it is. But you know that this is how you do whatever it is you're doing because this is helpful for you for whatever reason, right? So it helps you to build confidence. You, it helps you to build a repertoire of different techniques for yourself and this kind of thing. get into this deeper as we go on with this episode. So, to get to the heart of the matter of this episode, um, because, you know, it did kind of go on and on, but there, what I've noticed in is that we like to there's a lot of people who like to make these very absolute rules like one, do this, two, do this, or it's like this is better, this is worse. Uh, this is the society we were kind of broke growing up in where it's like better or worse, you know, this kind of stuff. But what I find is that's not helpful, honestly, in helping you to become aware of what you're, act- what you're uh, actually trying to do. Um, you know, saying I like something is important, I guess. It's kind of like the first step, but it's not, it's very general, it's too general if you're trying to figure out experiential wise, experientially wise, what you're trying to do. So you have to figure, you almost have to learn how to figure out what you're trying to achieve. What are you actually trying to achieve? What are you trying to do in life? Um, and I don't mean what you, what are you trying to do in life as in like purpose. I mean, that, that could be part of it as well, but also, but it could be like what, um, do you want to make out of your life? Like, what are you doing every day? What is that doing to you inner, inner experience wise? This is about inner experience. Um, Things like this, right? Like you could be meditating, for instance, to give an example, right? And you could be very calm and relaxed, but 
that might not be something that you're actually into doing or whatever it is, right? Because relaxation is not what you're looking for because it dulls the senses, whatever it is. And so you have to do meditation in a different way, which I want to actually do an episode on in the future. Um, so it's about differentiating this is why I'm not a real big fan of like words like better, worse, right, wrong, good, bad, whatever it is. Because oftentimes, because these words are so general as to almost be meaningless, uh, you know, like just like things like this. And what I mean by that is like, I might like to eat... Um, ice cream, but that's not the same thing as liking to do a podcast. Those are different responses, and they're coming from different places, whatever those places are, right? Whatever that is. Um, and so those aren't really the same thing. But not just that, but there's also another level, a layer as well, that's kind of below that as well, where it's like, this, this works for me better. Why? Why does it work for you better? That's too general. You have to figure out what's what works for you, why it works for you, so that you have a sort of inner compass that you can live your life by. Now you understand, like, oh, this is why it works for me. This is what's causing me to not like this or... Whatever it is, right? This is one of the reasons why I'm starting to uh, become, starting to trying to make episodes that are not going to be as general, like um, some of the episodes that I've done, things like this, like the power of not needing things. Those are episodes that I've done, but those are episodes that are just giving you different understandings and techniques in life and things like this. Whether they work for you or not is not, is or whether um, I agree with them or not is irrelevant to you because you can't know. This is another insight. You can't actually know what another person, another person's experiences are. And because you can't really know that, you can't actually know that person. Uh, you, you both could have, let's say you're in a, a room with somebody and you, 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 you two have, an experience together, you could see that that experience, both of you could see that experience in very different ways because of other experiences in the past, because of understandings that you've gotten in the past, things like this. And so you can't actually know what another's response or experience is going to be to something that you recommend. Um, I mean, unless you're working with another uh, medium of communication, which we can go into in other episodes, but most people aren't working from that medium of communication anyways. And most people would be afraid to be working with that medium of communication because it is absolutely honest uh, in this kind of thing. But uh, the... So, 
when it look when you're doing when you're attempting to do anything, you have to figure out what's what are you actually trying to achieve. Um, and oftentimes, this is where your mind gets a very general, like, oh, I'm trying to achieve enlightenment, or I'm trying to, you know, make an episode, or I'm trying to, you know, whatever it is, uh, combine art with reality, whatever it is, right? But that's not, that's not really what we're looking for, because those are good answers, those are starts, I guess, but, like, the problem with that kind of answer is it's so simple as to not really get you to understand what is working for you and what is not working for you and things like this. And so, you have to almost uh, like, it's almost more like you're selecting things. Now, this is just based on what I've done in the past. This is this might or might not work for you because, like I said, I cannot know this person's experience. Um, but what I've become aware of is that the answer is becoming aware of what this thing is doing for me. Like, to give an example, like I'm meditating, that's creating more awareness. That awareness is being used for other areas, and those areas might be this, 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 and this, right? Things like this. So what are you trying to achieve? What is it you're trying to actually do with your the things that you're doing in life? This is all about inner experience. What you're trying to do is, is inner. It's not necessarily about like the actions that you're doing. I mean, that could be part of it as well, but it's more about like the inner response to those outer actions, if that makes any sense. Uh, you know, two people could have di very different responses to running. You know, one person likes it because it gets their blood flowing or whatever it is, but one person doesn't like it because it's, it's too uh, difficult to get a sort of running f start because they, their physical system has been, um, What's the word I'd use? Has been uh, underutilized or whatever it is, right? Things like this, right? And so this is about inner experience. What is working inner experience-wise? Why? And then making a system based on this. Like, okay, so we know this works, this works, this works. This is why, this is why you think this, right? And so you start to become aware of how to create uh, and uh, utilize or cultivate those inner experiences. You know, what are you doing? Why? Things like this. It's very, it, it has to be... You can do it in a very general way. I'm not saying you can't do it that way, but what I find is, is that if you do it that way, you're not really going to be able to... Because there's going to be times where you're going to be able to replicate it. 
but there's times where you're not going to be able to replicate it because it's too general. Um, because there's other things that are involved, right? Like, for instance, to give an example, right? Like one day you're running, and when you're running, you're also doing something else within yourself. There's an inner experience that's very different because of something that you're you're doing or because of the way that you're responding to the way you're running, whatever it is. But another day you you, you run, but your experience, your inner experience is very different because you are upset at something or whatever it is, right? And so you have to become aware of those things, like the, those differentiations and those distinctions and go, oh, well, this is why this is what's happening. This is going on here, right? And so this is why I've kind of gotten to this point where you can't, well, you can, I'm not saying you can't, but like I've come to this point where words like better or worse really don't mean anything. I mean, people use these words, but they don't realize how limited that makes them in a lot of ways because you could be, you could say that this is better, this works for me, whatever it is. This serves me is another one as well. Things like this. Um, but, and, um, and there's nothing wrong with doing it that way if that's what you want to do. But you may find that one day that it doesn't. And you have to, and and be, and if you didn't look at what, why this is working for you, what is actually going on, inner experience wise, and things like this, you won't be able to replicate it again. You won't be able to do it again in the same way. And so you have to find another way of doing it. Um, so what are you, what are you trying to achieve in our experience wise? This is a very different than way most people try to do things, right? Most people are doing things in a outer sort of sense, like, oh, I'm exercising because it's good for me, or I'm doing this because it, it's something that people want me to do, you know, things like this. If it's if the inner is happening at all, it's happening as, re, as a result of the outer thing that you're doing. Like, oh, I'm happy because of I'm getting more money, whatever it is that you're, you're getting, right? Um... And in the same way, like you, you might get this this technique for enlightenment or whatever it is that you're you're getting. And this is a very rigid step by step sort of process. Like one, do this; two, do this. You know, things like this. But the, but if you're not looking to enter experience to see why this is working or not working, you're basically going to be at the behest of the world. When it comes to all, anything that you're doing. So, and this is where a lot of people get kind of, like they don't see this because they're, and this is why I think a lot of people struggle because they don't take that into account when they're doing things. And they don't try to find ways of mitigating the struggle that they're dealing with inner experience-wise, why that struggle is happening, what's going on, things like this. 
I think this is something that's changing for some people, but for a lot of people, I think this is still something that's not not done for them. They're not doing it for themselves, either because they don't know they can do this or because they are, uh, you know, stuck within this, things like this, right? And so this is about inner experience. This is about experience as well, outer, like, this makes my body feel this way and things like this. But it's also, but it's very much about like inner experience. What is this doing? Why? What is it? What what did I think that it was going to do versus what is it actually doing? Um, and things like this. Because, you know, one technique that you might get does what the technique says it's supposed to do. But then you might get another technique from the same person, but it doesn't do what that person says it's going to do. Because they're doing that technique from a more inner, from a more, from a different inner experience. And you don't know necessarily what that inner experience is. Because inner experience is very, very nuanced and uh, multifaceted and complex. And often most people aren't really aware of what they're doing inner experience-wise. They're aware of like, the effects, like, oh, I'm stressed and I'm uh, anxious about this and that and things like this. But they're not aware of, like... What caused that in the first place? Like you almost have to learn how to become aware of the inner experience, but use your left brain uh, to figure out why this happened inner experience wise, why you know how to deal with this inner experience wise, to mitigate this if that's what you're trying to do, things like this, right? Um of course this might not work for you because you're you don't understand how to do that. That's you know something that I want to maybe do episodes on in the future because there's a lot of detail there as well. and There's a lot of things to kind of do. But, you know, most people are at the whims of the world because they're not doing this. Something happens, they strut there, they suffer... Something doesn't happen, they suffer, you know, whatever it is. Because they're not living their life from the space of what works inner experience-wise. Why? What doesn't work inner experience-wise. Why? Um, You know, like for a good example is, you know, like a lot of people teach you with meditation that the goal of meditation is relaxation. But I find that that's not actually... That doesn't actually work for me because what I'm actually trying to achieve is awareness. Relaxation and awareness aren't necessarily necessarily the same thing. If your goal is to become more aware, more conscious, relaxation-based meditations aren't necessarily going to work. I might do a deep episode on on a practice-based episode on meditations that are more intense, but they're they're based on awareness rather than relaxation 
Whereas most meditations are based on relaxation versus awareness. I mean, awareness is a part of it. Don't get me wrong, but it's what I've noticed is that with these kind of kinds of relaxation-based meditations, they're useful. Don't get me wrong; they're not. It's not like they're not useful, but they're not. If you're trying to become more aware, they're not necessarily going to work as well because they're not designed to do that. They're designed to make you relax. They're designed to make you. Um, more peaceful and things like this, which can be very useful, but peace and relaxation, uh, I find for myself, for instance, those things aren't very exciting, honestly. Like, they're exciting for like a 5, 10, 15 minute journey, but then you have to leave that space because... Otherwise, you you get into a very dull state of mind. You think like this, right? Of course, there's different levels you can go into why that is and uh, things like this as well, which might deal with that a little bit better. But I find the answer is focusing focus based meditation. This is not something you're taught um, because people are trying to achieve inner relaxation, which is good. Honestly, there's there's. Uh, useful elements of that. Like if you're in a stressed out mindset, relaxation based meditations will help you. They will work. If that's what you're into trying to do, right? But if your goal is to actually become more aware, more alive things like this you know like there's a deeper kind of meditation you have to do like it's more intense where it's like you're actually you know in a state of readiness when it comes to this meditation and, and, and rather than being in a relaxed state something that you're not you're not really taught within meditation teachings and teachers most teachers are like trying to give you these relaxed based meditation techniques and i find that those are useful but they're not good at making you more intelligent, more aware. They dull the senses, the, the mind, rather than sharpen it. Because they're coming from a place of the mind, the, the ego, whatever it is, must be dulled, it must be gotten rid of. Um, you know, things like this. Because that's the teaching they're coming from, this the experience they're coming from, the dogma, whatever it is they're, they're into. Um, whatever it is that that's coming from. But that's only partially true. It depends on how strong that is. It depends on where that's coming from. Um, things like this. And so I find the answer is actually sharpened Sharpen meditations. Becoming deep aware. Like, you could become so aware that, like, everything becomes sharper. So sharp that, like, everything becomes crisp and new and crystallized within your awareness and understanding.
but that's not something that you're usually taught within meditation. Most meditation is trying to get you to relax, because that's you know the com. That's I guess the common state people want to be in. But that's and that's useful. But it's only one state. There's multiple different states you can be in with this. Uh, relaxation is not awareness. <clears throat> relaxation dulls awareness, which can be useful if you're trying to escape from stress and anxiety and things like this. But you might find as well that it makes it difficult to actually focus on things afterwards. Things like this. So this is what it's, I'm talking about. It's it's about what you're trying to achieve. Not just not not just uh, you know, physically or whatever, but also like emotionally, you know, mentally, uh, imagination based, you know, things like this. And you're um, experience learning is different from mine. You know, my goal is awareness, intelligence, deep awareness. Um, but your goal might be relaxation or whatever it is. That's that's good if that's what you're choosing to do. But. You might want to become aware of what that does to you, why, and what's going on there, things like this. Um, I, I just find that like a lot of those relaxation-based techniques, they're, they're useful if you're trying to undo something. But you're not if you're not trying to undo something, if you're actually trying to become more aware, become more alive, if that's a word you can use, those techniques are, gonna, are not going to work. They're not going to help you. They're not going to do what they're supposed to do. Um, and so, yeah, your goal is, is about, if you, if you dare take it up, it's more complicated because there's, there's a lot of things that goes, goes into inner experience, but your goal is to find out what works for you in inner experience and why. Cause, and nobody's going to be able to tell you what that is because nobody knows your, how your, um, how nobody knows your story nobody knows your experience learning levels they're coming from different experience learning levels different teachings different dogmas um you, know, you they might be coming from a more buddhist perspective but you're coming from a more uh scientific perspective 
or they might be coming from a more uh, increasing, trying to increase love or compassion-based perspective, and you're coming from a trying to balance that love and compassion with wisdom perspective, right? And if you're not aware of those differences, if you're not aware that you're, this is what you're actually trying to achieve with your inner experience, you're going to be misled constantly by what's going on. Of course, you can be misled by your own inner experience, but you can become aware of that. You can become aware of that's ha- that happening. You can become aware of why, um, and things like this. You can become aware, so deeply aware of all of that, like that you you can start to understand why you do what you do what's going on there things like this what's actually happening and ultimately it's about finding a certain kind of balance that serves what you're trying to do slash slash achieve inner experience wise. Um, if your goal is relaxation for a time, that's that's a good goal. But you might find that if you keep doing that for a long time, you might fall asleep. That might not be your goal. Right, so your goal is changed, changed to becoming aware. There are med- there, there, you can actually do meditation in such a way that you actually become more aware, but this is not usually how they teach it to you. Uh, things like this, right? You you might have a goal of you know, exercise, but when you start the exercising that you're doing like running or lifting weights or whatever it is you're doing, you're doing, you might be doing it from a place of like, Oh, this is a lot of work and this is difficult. I want to do it because it's supposed to be good for me or whatever, but I don't want to feel struggle or whatever. And so you, because of that, you quit the exercise before you get a chance to uh, really benefit from it. If that's what you're, actually trying to achieve and so you have to learn how to change that inner experience figure out why that's caused this this exercise is causing you struggle you're not looking for an outside reason like oh it's causing me struggle because i'm struggling with this exercise that might be part of it but a lot of it is coming from your your attitudinal response your attitude you're coming from an attitude of Oh, I, I, I know this is supposed to make me feel good, but I don't really want to do it, kind of thing. You think that's, that's one example of this. Another example is, like I said, somebody could be giving you a technique for whatever it is you're trying to, they, you think you're trying to achieve. That you tried that technique and you find it doesn't work, and so you have to figure out why. What's going on there? What's causing this to happen? This is why I've always talked about becoming very aware and honest about 
what's happening in your inner experience and why. This episode is getting very long, but uh, I know this is kind of a general, this is still very general, but it's hopefully going to give you a sort of, this is, this is not an absolute guide, right? This is not, this is just a sort of stepping point, a starting point. This is like the diving board. This is, this is kind of like the stepping stone to get you into the shallow end of inner experience. And from that, from this place, these understandings that could be helpful, but they're, but really what you're looking for is what works in your inner experience. Why? And so this is only a, this can only be a general guideline as a result. You know, what works for me might not work for you. You might not want awareness-based meditation. You might want relaxation-based meditation, or you might not even want to meditate at all because you feel like it dulls your senses. These are the things you must become aware of within yourself, within your own inner experience. This is what this this is this is what it's all about. It's it's about becoming aware of what the self is being. You're not a human doing. You're a human being. What are you being right now? Like, what is your state of mind? What is your emotion? Um, your state of mind might be imagination based, and that might create an emotion of of like, you know almost like a mystical state. But it also might not. It might be that for you, imagination doesn't work. There are actually people who can't actually imagine things physically. Um, it's, it's actually kind of rare, but it can happen. You might be one of those people. I forget what they call it. It's a fan... Fantasia or something. I don't remember. But anyways. Um, Phantosmia. Is that a smell thing? I don't remember. It might be something different. But uh, something like that. And so. Imagination for you. Because of that. Is going to be very difficult. Is this something you have to figure out for yourself? There's nothing. Nobody's going to be able to teach you this. Because nobody. Understands. Your story. Because uh, a lot of this is based on like. Your understandings. That you've gotten in the past. Your experiences that you've gotten in the past. How these create the weave that you call your your story. Your narrative. Um, most things. Most people are, are aware of their story. But in a very like. Sort of. Subjective way. Like oh. 
if this happened to me and this this is you know annoying or this is good and like I love this or I hate this and this kind of thing. I mean that that can help you. That's that can be kind of interesting to become aware of. But really, what you're looking for when it comes to understanding your story in this way is what what is what is your story? Why did you come? Up, why did you have those emotional reactions? Uh, things like this. This is, this is an attitudinal change. It's about what's going on within your mind and your emotions. Why? Things like this. And nobody can teach you this. No therapist can teach you this, really. But, uh, but anyways, um, that's pretty much it for this episode. I could go deeper, but I think I'm just going to leave it there for now. This is, this is just a general guideline based episode and I will talk about the next one. Stop.